welcome to the latest episode of our podcast series for advisors considering the independent space. Today's episode is an industry update. Are the wirehouses getting ready to give independents a run for the money this year? I'm Mindy Diamond, and this is Mindy Diamond on Independence. This podcast is available on our website, diamond-consultants.com, and on advisorhub.com, as well as Apple Podcasts and other major podcast platforms. And if you're listening to this series on the Apple Podcast app, be sure to leave a star rating and review. It serves as a guide to us, as well as your colleagues in the wealth management industry who may be searching for valuable content to tune into. Morgan Stanley's $13 billion acquisition of E-Trade Financial was this month's news in the wealth management industry. And while I'm not here to comment on whether it's a good deal or not, I do want to share what I think is more important to the advisor community at large, and that is the message it sends and the intent that it signals. Let me start by taking a step back to something I explored in an article I published last week. We believe there is a brewing resurgence at the wirehouses in terms of recruiting. For some time now, wirehouses have largely been persona non grata amongst a large swath of advisors. That is, that advisors assume there are no real differences between the firms, that they're all about bureaucracy, limitations, and a lack of control. That general sense of disenfranchisement amongst advisors and the fact that the wirehouses, for the most part, and certainly with the exception of Wells, took themselves out of the recruiting game for the past two years. So, many advisors chose to stay put by default and not by choice, while others moved away from the traditional brokerage world to the regional firms, to boutiques like Rockefeller Capital Management or First Republic Private Wealth Management, or to independents. With the exception of very selectively recruiting high-profile teams, the wirehouses have been largely not playing to win the recruiting turf battle. But the pullback on recruiting wasn't sustainable. We knew it all along, that it was just a matter of time before the wirehouses stepped back into the ring in a big way. The firms need to make up for natural attrition, the loss of some of their best teams and retiring advisors. They need to continue to scale by growing their top advisor ranks. For advisors, the wirehouse's decision to get back in the game is a good thing. Why? Because everyone wins when there is choice. And because many teams just don't want independence. They feel they and their clients are better served at a big firm. It's an environment they're accustomed to with an all-under-one-roof access to anything and everything a client needs from a wealth management perspective. So what are the signals that the firms are sending that's indicating their renewed interest in recruiting? Let's take UBS, for example. It was reported that in recent months, UBS executives and managers have recommitted themselves to support the U.S. wealth business. And the firm has demonstrated that commitment with last month's hiring of a team of career Merrill advisors in Charlotte, North Carolina, who were producing about $16 million in revenue last year. And just a few days ago, UBS snagged a $6 billion team from Goldman Sachs in Boston, a team that was touted as one of the largest in the country under the age of 50. 
Morgan Stanley has also revved up recruiting bonuses in recent months and named veteran complex manager Ben Firestein to a new position as head of national recruiting. And Morgan just recruited a team generating $5.4 million in revenue with some $780 million in assets, and the firm reports that their pipeline is chock full of top advisor talent. On the other hand, Merrill remains a mystery when it comes to recruiting. Their efforts seem to be most focused on recruiting younger salaried advisors. And at the same time, they just transitioned almost their entire support network to salary as well. Efforts which are pushing many really good people out the door and ultimately infuriating the top advisors who relied heavily upon them. Going back to Morgan, we think they've made the strongest statement of intent yet by their acquisition of E-Trade Financial. Many feel that this move was in direct response to Merrill Edge, or Merrill's online brokerage platform. It represents Merrill's fastest-growing business segment and fertile ground for recruiting young FAs and clients. The E-Trade deal positions Morgan favorably from many angles. First off, it makes Morgan a $3 trillion firm. It gives them access to state-of-the-art digital banking capabilities, and the addition of the E-Trade platform gives advisors a way to connect with younger clients via a self-directed option. But mostly from where I sit, it says that Morgan is all in on wealth management, with its global wealth management business going from contributing 51% of the firm's bottom line to a whopping 57%. For the most part, advisors are responding enthusiastically. As one multi-million dollar advisor told me, I have at least four to five multi-generational clients now who have wealth management, stock plan business, and self-directed needs. I don't feel that having a self-directed option will cannibalize my business in any way. I think instead it's about giving clients what they want and need. From where I sit, this acquisition could be the biggest differentiator amongst the big firms and exactly what Morgan has been in search of for a long time. The acquisition of E-Trade gives Morgan a real leg up in the recruiting wars, a legit alternative to Merrill, UBS, and Wells. See, that's the thing. For the longest time, advisors were leaving the wirehouse world because the firms all felt the same to them, virtually interchangeable. So if you were frustrated with Merrill, you presumed it was more of the same elsewhere. But this deal says that Morgan is different. It says that wealth management is more important because it's a wealth management firm that owns a bank and not the other way around. And that is a very important distinction. And E-Trade stock plan clients and those clients that graduate from the self-directed option have the potential of serving as a referral source to advisors. But here's the deal. We're watching closely to make sure that Morgan leaves the choice of when and how to move clients to a self-directed option to the advisors and clients themselves, not to mandate it, which was a mistake that Merrill made in forcing advisors to move clients to self-directed option, really infuriating advisor talent. As long as Morgan allows advisors the autonomy they want to decide who and when a client moves to a self-directed platform, we believe they will retain this strong advantage. 
So while the wirehouse resurgence may give independents a run for the money this year, those advisors who value freedom, control, and ownership more than anything will still opt for the independent space. In any case, it's important to remind advisors that keeping an open mind when considering a change is critical because the landscape of the industry has expanded exponentially and the waterfall of options for advisors is incredibly robust. No doubt, it all looks very different than it did the last time you may have looked around. My best advice is this. You only want to make this move once, if at all, and you want it to be right. So take the time to explore in a strategic and thoughtful way. Thank you for listening to this industry update. I look forward to sharing more with you in the coming weeks, as well as welcoming our roster of very exciting thought leaders to the show. I encourage you to visit our website, diamond-consultants.com, and click on the tools and resources link for more valuable content. You'll also find a link to subscribe for regular updates to this series. And if you're not a recipient of our weekly email, Perspectives for Advisors, click on the blog link to browse recent articles. Feel free to email or call me if you have specific questions. I can be reached at 908-879-1002 or mdiamond at diamond-consultants.com. Please note that all requests are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. Thank you for listening. I also want to thank Advisor Hub for sharing this podcast with their viewers and subscribers. This is Mindy Diamond on Independence.